Crazy. Disruptive. Explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Reek Havoc Podcast. And we're talking real, real shit today. Real. Double real? Real. Real, real shit. Wow. Yeah. It's going to get fucking hot in here. Hot. Well, less than 30 seconds. Before yeah. you drop that bomb. I know. It's pretty good. Setting a new record. And that's not a new I'm record. I'm drinking drinking straight rye right now. What? Yeah. A little on the rocks. Is that what you brought? I sure did. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, a little yeah. bottle of Crater Lake that my lady got me. Coming in hot. 45 minutes from my hometown. Wow. Ashland, Oregon, baby. Look at that. It was real different back when I was there. I wouldn't go to Oregon. Yeah. 70, 75 years ago, back when you were there. And I still look 40. This is amazing. <laughs> Are you a vampire? That's a hard no, sir. Excellent. Well, that beautiful voice that you hear that's buttery and not, delicious, not either just one of like our, Jody. Our dumbass voices. <laughs> when you thought Jody had a buttery, delicious voice, and then you just heard that one, thought, wait. Wait a second. That's more buttery and more delicious than Jody's voice. Who doesn't like more buttery? That is Mr. Michael Thomas. What up, what up? Hold on a second. God damn it. Two weeks hey! in a row. Two weeks in a row. It's the yellow button, dude. <laughs> Hit the yellow button. I had to look. Well, I was going to do that when you were talking about your hometown. I was like, oh, tell us about your Take hometown. Take us back. Take us back. That is tingly. <laughs> it is tingly. Yeah, it is. I feel so Real nostalgic tingle. now. Now, I'll be honest. There is a point at the end of this where I've, I've put my legs up now. I'm in a comfort position. I'm drinking. And I did go to Cycle Bar this morning. So there's a good chance you guys are going to have to carry me out of here. We're game. I'm actually of the opinion that we should leave you there. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. For multiple reasons. Right. Most of them involve physics. Probably. Or, and hernias. Yeah, I don't like hernias. I, you know you're in a bad position when you're at Cycle Bar and it, I'm 35 minutes in and I started looking around the room to see how far from the defibrillator I was. Like I'm like, I think it, and then they start thinking about the poor paramedic that has to carry me out. And I'm like, God, I probably should have been closer <laughs> to the door. It's the new guy. Next time I pick a bike, I'm going to pick it closer to the defibrillator and the door just to make it easier for That's everybody. That's good strategy. So, I like that. It's anyways. Yeah. So it's good. So there's a lot of goodness going on today? here today. A lot of vibe. Can I just ask a oh, real quick question? Wait, whose voice is that? What? What? Is that an angel? You want to talk about buttery, baby. Oh, hey. What do you wear when you cycle? All spandex. What? How much padding? None. All the padding None. is built in. None. <laughs> How are your cheeks feeling right now? It's a little sore. A little I've uh, I've got a bruised taint right now. I That's, thought you were no. walking a little it's bit a weird. Little, yeah, the little hard on the taint. I forgot about that until I got in there again. I was like, probably should have gone with a little less spandex. They don't do a defibrillator for that. Yeah. The <laughs> other weird part is when I had my own helmet, they thought that was weird too. So they, there were several weird looks I was getting between the spandex and the helmet. Each to their own. They Safety don't know third. you very well. Safety third. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that helmet had little beer holsters on both sides. <laughs> they were they were like, um, sir, though we do respect your uh, your spandex and the fact that yes, bikers do wear spandex. That's actually a wrestling slinglet. Uh, that is, and that is it's not. <laughs> that's a youth size, sir. And it's your kids. Uh, so we don't usually see those in a thong. Can we uh, tuck those back in, sir? Please. Remember when we were talking about padding? Just saying. Uh, yeah, just sat right on top of my balls. It was great. The visuals. This is a 
visual. <laughs> I actually did promise that this was going to be a good episode. Woo! I did not even think about how good it was going to be when I when we got to this. There point, are people vomiting right now, <laughs> right somewhere. It's be one of our top rated. Top well, they rated better episodes. close their lips before it gets there and swallow yeah, it I'm like just, yeah. real men and women, like hey. real Americans. Yeah. Now, by the way, just, that super sweet buttery voice was none other than my girlfriend Stacy Walgren. Mm. Nice. And fellow podcaster, fellow. Oh, podcaster. She is a fellow podcaster. We haven't fully Listen decided to on the, the name. The crowd yet. go wild. She draws big crowds, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm excited to but get that one, podcast live because I'm we're followers. We're already built-in followers. I'm telling you right now. I told you this mm, 18 months ago. I said if I ever got you and her in the same room, shit was gonna light on fire. fire. Not that kind. Yeah, more it's like, like that. scary. That's real nice. Yeah. So yeah. just be. be be prepared. The amount of humor between the two of us and good looks it's, could cause a vortex in time. It's intense. I mean, it's like crossing the streams. Don't cross don't the do streams. It. It's intense. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> we actually do have a pretty good topic tonight. Oh. This is this is coming in hot. Like when I say coming in hot, I mean it's hot. It's all fun like, and games till we get I into mean, the topic. I mean like pissed off hot. I mean like mad hot. Like liquid magma. Fury. Like, that was good, mm. dude. He does a lot of sound effects. Don't get him doing. What Don't. was? What did you do at Fourth of July? The whole Fourth of July. Oh, Elmo. Elmo. Yeah, oh all oh Fourth of July. The kids at Fourth of July. The whole, the, a lot of them. They, they found out, and it, you know, kids spread like wildfire. Hey, that guy can do Elmo. Constant. It was Elmo for fucking four days. It was frightening. How how many impressions are we talking here? They don't end. Yeah. If I can hear I, it. I gotta know. <laughs> I, Christopher, you seem like a nice well, guy, but that's good. I mean, let's talk. That's pretty. That's good. What you got? <laughs> you hit me with one, maybe two, if you're in. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Thank you. Wow. I did not. This is a this is a hidden like a prison wallet kind of hiding of of talent. He just dropped on me here. I didn't even know it was there. Yeah. We can't we can't go down that rabbit trail because that's an hour. Right. Right there. I'm going to stop you guys now. We'll do this on the next episode. Yeah. We're good. here to talk about small business and the effect government has on small business. And by government, we mean shitty mayors. Right. <laughs> and we're talking about <laughs> like taking it to real a local narrow, level. Real narrow, real fast. <laughs> Just to clarify. Let me be real specific here. No, we're going to talk about... so. Give us a little synopsis. I know we've we I know we, we want to get right to the the issue at hand, the which guts. we talked about. But give us back us up and give us a little story post your dad's balls where you've been in life. Got it. All right. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. Graduated. <laughs> the, the graduated from uh, high school in Oregon. Went to University of Oregon after uh, taking a couple years to quote unquote, find myself, mm -hmm. which was really just mm -hmm. smoke copious yeah. amounts of marijuana and yeah. drink all the beer. Um, graduated and was uh, working at Dutch Brothers, managing a couple stands at the time while I was going to school. We all love Dutch Bros. Mm -hmm. Drink for Dane. That's right. Drink for Dane. Dane was a good guy. Trav is a great guy. Um, Travis is his brother. Still connect with those people uh, once in a while. Just it, it's different back there than it is here that's for sure it's a little bit more manufactured here but i would say that the soul is still there if you go back to oregon grants pass yeah. and whatever yeah we could probably have a whole episode on my my bill or my 
love for the culture of Dutch bros and companies like it. They do it right. Yeah. So anyway, I was living and breathing that culture. Uh, This young guy by the name of Ben Bazer used to come through my stand every day. He drank a Americano with two sugars and cream, and I always put a pink straw in it because he wanted a straw. And so naturally, I would just fuck fuck with with him. him. Yeah, Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, I just had to. I'm like, (laughs) you're a pussy. You're going to get this big straw. (laughs) Little did I know he was anything but. He was a monster, and at probably 29 years old, he owned... 10 rentals and was buying anywhere between three and $5 million a quarter worth of, uh, uh, foreclosures at auction. And so I said, dude, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. We became friends. And I said, you gotta, you gotta bring me along. I want to watch this. And this was back in 2005, like before oh. anybody knew what foreclosures were. Yeah. Right. We hadn't even hit the, the before high it was end. cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was like, you know, six trustee websites that hadn't been bought by huge companies yet, right. you know, and, and you, clipped the notices of default out of the newspaper. And then we would put him in like baseball card holders, you know, in an <laughs> album. And that then is his, amazing. Oh, and then his little secretary, like cooler full of beer and a Tom Tom. Do you remember that Garmin yeah. used to be Tom Toms? Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, like six for and a half yeah. pounds. Yep. And yep, they had a yep. two and a half inch suction cup yeah. stuck and they would just fall yeah. at random times and land on your foot and <laughs> you know, you're yep. driving all over yep. the road. Yep. So she would try and create this route for us that was somewhat efficient and we would have the printed notices of default with us also. So we'd drive every address, we'd view every single house in the county of Lane, Uh, we'd go all the way up to Salem sometimes, just depends. And he would show up with um, cashier's checks and bid at auction. And his partner that he found, kudos to open houses, they still work, I'm a real estate agent and I'm telling you, I still hold open houses. I still get clients from that. Anybody tells you that that's not the way anymore. doesn't know what they're talking Agreed. about. So Ben always acted like he was a laborer when he was on his job sites. And he just, he, and just in case you just never knew he wanted to downplay his position. <laughs> yeah. People don't respect 30 year olds with money back then, right. you know, yeah, like yeah. they just didn't. And yeah. so he was digging a flower bed and this, Yale graduate securities attorney rolls up looking for a, a an apartment or a house for his babysitter. He had just sold uh, ecollege.com for a, some obscene amount of money and was an Olympic decathlete and wanted to retire in freaking Tracktown, USA. So he walks into Ben Bazer's house and, and Ben's digging in the flower beds and he, they get to talking. And that was literally the inception of Gorilla Capital Inc. And is that John or whatever? That right? was John. John, yeah. John was I the CEO. John. I never met Ben. Ben, ben was no, the president. Be you did. Yeah. Little guy. I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Be oh, yeah. I'm sure you left an impression. I'm um, sure. He remembers me. So we start buying foreclosures <laughs> and he gives me a job and I start down in Southern Oregon. Uh, we grew the company in 2010 to the 10th fastest growing real estate company in the nation. Because real estate companies weren't doing shit in 2010. So it was a pretty low bar. But hey, we can hang our hat on that, right? Uh, So that moved me to Idaho, which is where I met you, my fine friend. And we've been friends for 10 years now. And you were my rep at Lowe's. Yeah. Yep. Little did I know you had like seven side hustles going. At least <laughs> you yeah. were, you look like Gary V of Gary V yeah. ate himself. Right. You know, like, I'm like, the guy that ate, you're the Gary, guy that v. ate Gary V. <laughs> yeah. They're like, that guy's the guy that ate Gary V. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. That's what I did. He's probably got so many businesses. Dude, I was probably actually thinner than 
I was thin when I was at Lowe's. That was like post-divorce. Yeah, that was like right after well, divorce. You were walking 25 miles a day around that fucking store. That and you was, were chasing assholes. That like was me. like a, that was, that was literally like right after divorce. That was like MMA time frame. That was, time. I was doing you MMA. I had a goatee. I had a goatee. I was doing MMA. I was, I had the divorce uh, diet going on. So yeah, I was like, look like an AIDS patient. It was great. Yeah. And I, cause that's when I had sold everything and I took the job. That's so like my only employment job was I worked for Lowe's for two years basically but you guys were like the big shit like so i came in i was a, a account special they call it a district account special so i took all the big accounts and, and covered them and gorilla capital was i mean when you looked at the list and we could see basically i did montana and idaho so i covered montana idaho all the stores there and you could literally see what everyone bought you guys were buying fuck tons of stuff of i mean it was like all of it like it was lighting <laughs> and plumbing and everything and so like you gotta go you know kiss ass to these guys right so i go walking in their office and this is the the asshole i run into that i gotta kiss up to and we just fucking hit it off like we start talking and you get your dog in there and we're like it's like having a good old time i think you threw some silly cups at me at some point you guys were doing the silly cup thing oh yeah silly remember pints. that silly you're like hey and i thought it was a real glass pint and he literally fucking threw it at my head and i'm like jesus christ it was a yeah silicone cup but it was mma time so you obviously deflected it yeah oh, i yeah. put it in the rear naked choke i grabbed that cup i choked it out but uh, no, it was, just, it was just good. And like in the same thing, though, you had all your shit going on. And it was like, you, you're like, all right, you you pick on, we talk about this on this podcast all the motherfucking time. This is on the bingo card. You surround yourself with good fucking people, dude. It when you that. find that person, you stick to that person. Like you find those people, get rid of the shit in your life, and you find the people that make you go, oh, dude, oh, yeah, I have this other idea. Oh, dude, oh, no, okay, I do this. Okay, well, I know a guy, and it, I can set you up with this guy, and this guy, and boom, 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 boom. And here we are 10 years later doing the same thing. We're still doing business together. So it's 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 amazing how that, that plays in. But anyway, sorry. So Gorilla Capital, move on. Just to touch on that real quick. I've never had to try to make connections with people like that. I think you connect immediately or it probably ain't going to happen. If it's forced, it's not going to work. Right. Or if you're really trying to dig in and be like, where can I connect with this person? You're never going to do business. Correct. It's just yeah, not going to work. Doesn't feel right. Yep. And if you do decide to do business, my guess is it's probably going to leave you wanting, or it's not going to last very long, or both. Right. You know. Probably will. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we get to buy in foreclosures here. We picked out four of the seemingly more popular uh, zip codes, and that's what we focused on because you know Boise is growing at that, or well, not growing, but bigger than where we were, and uh, I. I roll up to the auction day one and I'm like, these fucking guys rode their horses and are packing six shooters out here. <laughs> Holy shit. It's the fucking wild west. Like it, it's literally like, Larry, you take this one, John, you get this next one and then I'll take the third one and, and that'll just be what it is. And I come in and I'm like, no fuckers. I'm buying all of them and you can buy them from me. And they're like, well, fuck you. You're going to be gone in no time. And I was like, eh. And well, they're still operating. I mean, they don't have near the presence that they did. They've had to change their model. And and I left Gorilla, 2013. Went to um, went to work for a new construction company, Hayden Homes, big builder, big kind of a. Well, they're privately owned, but they're a regional, I should say, builder. Um, on the par, well, a little better than CBH, I'd say. Mm-hmm. You know, a little better than Hubble, uh, but not quite 
you know, yeah. there's, there's a good gap they're, between they're, the next yeah. closest builder. Yeah. They're a value they're builder. Track, yeah. Value builder. But not all their homes look the same. I mean, we're building one right now. And I'm yeah. for for uh, our personal house through yep. simplicity. And, and they're doing a good job. So uh, anyway, went to work for them. Worked my way up through the ranks, through the brokerage that represented them. Got some really good sales training. I'd say um, probably top, top in the nation. You know, blows Keller Williams training out of the stratosphere and everybody talks like Keller Williams is what it is. I'll still give new home star that. And, uh, and then went to Colorado to rep a little, a uh, different builder for that same brokerage for a little bit. So got to spend some time down there. Colorado's amazing. Yeah, love, People are super cool. Yep. yep. And, uh, I could live down there. I like driving down the freeway and looking to my left. I'm like, Oh, there's a fucking Buffalo right there. Holy <laughs> shit. I thought those were extinct. They are extinct. <laughs> Most definitely. They're definitely extinct. And so I, uh, I ended up coming back here and that relationship with that builder didn't work out. And I asked new Homestar, what's next for me after I bought a giant fifth wheel and a giant truck to tow said fifth wheel, uh, because they were going to offer me a position training nationally. So I was mm. going to go to each and every builder that we had spend a month, maybe three months, um, working with the sales team while the director worked directly with the builder and made sure that they were happy. Builders are finicky people, yeah. you know, as, yeah. as you know, like they don't with, have a I lot of with time. One. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have a lot of time for us realtors, you know, yeah. and that's why I sleep with one. We don't, <laughs> we don't, have, you sleep with a realtor. <laughs> I, well, I guess she's not a realtor anymore, but <laughs> yeah. a builder yeah. for sure. I just, point, point being, <laughs> they don't have a lot of faith in us realtors more so because they believe in their product and that it quote unquote sells themselves or sells itself if they're priced well. But when they hire their own sales teams, these people really come in and are just looking for a paycheck. They're not really looking to add value to the builder. And mm -hmm. so that's where new Homestar, I think really broke the mold. I mean, they started in 2007 when nobody was building houses. Right. Everybody was getting out. Bad time. Yeah. This guy was the youngest executive to ever work for Pulte and 26 years old, you know, sold more homes in Florida than anybody did back then and took his life savings and started this brokerage. And, you know, he's, he's built something really respectable. Um, and so great training from there. And then I parlayed that into when, when new home star didn't have a place for me back in Boise, I quit and I just went into general real estate and I've been doing that for, we're coming up on two years now, or I guess two years and some change. And, uh, it's been going well. I've been fortunate enough to work on referral. I flip some houses on the side. I'm flipping an Airstream right now. I saw that. Because yeah. God damn it. It was just asking. I was going to ask what you want to do there. Cause Dude, I, you I can't pass it. up a good deal. I see the IG and always looking, always looking. You're doing it like, yeah, you're doing different. That's probably a whole nother podcast. Um, were you counting? How many pivots did we just have? 17. Was, yeah, there was, there was a lot. Yeah. Was now a lot. you see why we get along so good. I'm a squirrel. I can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, That's what we do. He asked me for my backstory. That was there my backstory. I loved it. During that here. time frame, when was the first cycle or the, uh, what was the first, not Petals and Pines, what was the first one called? Cycle Pub. I totally Cycle skipped Pub. over that. Uh, so that was, 2011, when we were talking ideas, yep. I was like, I got this idea, man. Yeah. It's so good. This big bike. We got seats. <laughs> we got beer, man. <laughs> anyway, so I was in Bend at a bachelor party in 2011 and saw this opportunity whilst sitting on it. <laughs> mm -hmm. You rode. Oh, this just like a 
coach before you hit full blackout, yeah. right? Like right I can remember there. my name, but I didn't know what year I was born. No, yeah. didn't recognize anybody who was with me, even though I'd been friends with them for 25 years. <laughs> it was that. So I'm riding this beer bike through downtown Bend. I think it's the greatest thing ever. I'm looking at all my friends. We're all like, oh my God. Smiles couldn't for miles. Get the, couldn't get the smiles off our faces. Couldn't believe we were drinking beer in the middle of downtown on a bike pedaled by us the owner happened to be driving the tour that day he was literally in crocs white ankle socks basketball shorts and a t-shirt with a really old faded visor i'm like this guy I like this yes. guy. he looked just like my friend trevor brown i like this guy <laughs> he sounds you. like a good guy so i get to talking with him bef just before i black out and i said uh dude this is cool this needs to go to boise i live in boise is there any opportunity there and he said you know i've been thinking about it but i see guys like you all the time telling me you've got ideas this and that i said all right what do i need to do he said get me a list of these seven things basically relating to the downtown corridor how easy it is to start a business what the costs might be where your storage is just logistical stuff and uh he said get it to me by friday man and i'll know you're serious wednesday he had an email that next week you know it's amazing <laughs> that i even remembered his phone number and his email but um, I was a go-getter. I thought for sure it was going to be the coolest thing ever. And so we get out there with a bike. We decide we're going to go 50-50 on profit. He'll loan the bike. I'll do all the work here. And this thing was built in uh, Amsterdam or just outside, cut in half, quite literally, stuffed into a shipping container, spent two months on a boat, and then arrived in Portland. It was reassembled, truck to bend, double-checked, um, and then sent out to me. Double-check that duct tape, Jimmy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to make sure weld. it's got a lot on there. Oh, JB man. Weld. This thing creaked when she walked. Mm. I mean, it was, she was, I had to build the signage. <laughs> I did everything. And I rolled for two months without a business license. I just yeah, hopped right. on with all Close my friends. Like, yeah. And I said, as soon as people start seeing this thing, they're going to freak out. And so we duplicated his website, all the booking tools and everything went through him. And then three years later and two bikes later, I bought him out and started Pedals and Pints. I had to rebrand because the manager I had at the time started talking trash to this guy who gave me my start. So I quickly fired him. He was frustrated with this, that, or the other thing. I said, that's not your relationship that you're ruining. <laughs> so <laughs> I fired him and kept that relationship and, and continued <laughs> to buy bikes from James Watts. Great, great guy. Owns Silver Moon, Moon Brewing over in Bend, Oregon and, um, and Cycle Pub. And, uh, He's an idea guy, man. He's he's a big time thinker. I like watching him, and uh, that's not the first business I've I've started and sold with him. Um, he's he's a good dude. So he gave me my shot. He probably didn't make a penny, but I bought four more bikes from him, mm -hmm. and so you know he's he's still a mentor of mine for sure. And we ran that first year no beer on board. Second year almost all the way through no beer on board. But at the beginning of the second year, two guys. Joshua Leonard and Matt Wild, I believe was his name, who were the former attorney for the mayor's office and attorney for the clerk's office in downtown Boise, mm -hmm. were on my bike. And they said, this is great, blah, blah, blah. And we talked and we chatted and I gave, gave them a tour and, and they came up to me afterwards. They're like, how come, uh, how come you don't have beer on board, bud? And I said, well, I, I don't know how to get that done. I, I, I'm not even legal right now. And he's like, well, 
this thing needs it if it's going to get legs and get off the ground. And I said, okay, great. Well, who do I talk to? They said, well, we know some guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Turns out. So what they told me, their exact words, and I'll never forget it. They said, we just appreciate you didn't walk in with a fistful of tickets asking us to fix your broken business before it even started. And you're going about it the right way. So we're going to write this up for you and we're going to have the city council vote on it. And we're going to change the statute for slow moving vehicles because you're doing it right. And we want this to be in Boise. And I said, wow. Holy shit. And so it took eight months, three votes, probably ten, twelve thousand dollars in legal fees. It was what it would have cost me. And they did it for me gratis because they believed in the idea. Wow. That's awesome. Pretty wow. cool. Yeah. How far we've fallen. <laughs> that <Yeah>. was like <laughs> now chapter two. And yeah, that's plot what twist, boop, boop, bitches. Boop, boom. <laughs> thought you saw. You thought this was a real estate show, motherfucker. Now it's not. Nope. Then chapter two. <laughs> the so fall. now, let's get into the heat of this. So now you're actively you're you're set up at that point, right? Now now we we got to dial in, right? Yep. We're doing Business good. is doing well. I've got a manager. I've got seven employees. At that time, things are cruising. We're growing by almost. Mm, I'd say just under 40% per year. Wow. And I, I mean, I don't even know how to open an Excel spreadsheet. Now, like I was just relying on the city of Boise to show me what this was really about. And so we, we took our lumps, you know, we had some bad drivers, we had some bad experiences with some irresponsible people making some bad choices, but we were still growing and we're still managing. And I was very proactive with the city, with the police. They knew who I was. They knew how to get a hold of me. And anytime there was an issue, I said, please call me. And yeah. so we would have complaints. You know, we used to be at Prefunk Beer Bar, mm -hmm. which I helped start. I wrote the business model mm -hmm. for Prefunk Beer Bar, and I partnered with Justin Flynn and someone else who skipped town. And, and Justin's a brilliant guy. He knows, uh, he knows business. He knows people. And he had something really great there. And uh, so he allowed me to start and stop there. And there were times where, you know, people got silly. They got off the bike, walked into pre-funk and whatever beer they didn't bring um, or that they didn't finish on the bikes, they would try to bring into pre-funk. So it created some headaches. And of mm -hmm. course, I didn't want to upset Justin or upset his customers. And so we took lumps. We took lumps there. We took lumps in town with, you know, these are people who have some cash, right? These are not people who make bad decisions during the week. You know what I mean? Right. My <laughs> customers, God love them. They're the people who don't get to let their hair down often enough. And they right. get on a party bike and they think the world is my oyster. Holy shit. I'm going seven miles <laughs> an hour down the middle of, of town. There's my office. That's where I eat lunch every day. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, you can hear them. Yeah. Right. I can always tell when they're around in the corner. Here, here's the thing. Some people, as it turns out, don't like that. But most people really do. Right. Here's the thing. With bike bars, they're often polarizing. There's very few people in Boise who don't care one way or the other. Most people love them. It's one way or the Some other. Some people don't like them. Right. But what I try to what I try to tell people is listen, these are people who are doctors, nurses, teachers, you know, they they are business owners in the community. They're restaurant owners. They're uh, serving staff. They they are industry people and this is fun for them. Right. This is their They're jam. They're cutting loose a little bit. Yeah. And they are, they like it and they want it. But during the week they're grinding. 
because it's not a cheap experience. It's not an inexpensive mm -hmm. experience. It's 325 bucks, I think, out the door, you know? Um, and sometimes it's 10 people, you know? And, and so we're talking one step up from pretty much, you know, dinner. And it, but it is an experience and it's two hours long. And we partnered with uh, bars and restaurants and breweries throughout the city to drive business to them too. Our idea was we're going to bring you 15 people for five minutes. You're going to crush it. We're going to be gone. Boise Ale Trail, right? Boise Ale Trail. That's right. Genius so, idea. Boise Ale Trail started from James Watts. Props where props is given because Bendale Trail was first. Uh -huh. And I saw that and I said, that's, that's a, a damn pie. good idea. I've got one of those in my. Did you make it? Did you do the whole trail? <laughs> I did not. Oh, man. It's it's hard. It's a two dayer. Unless you're T Brown over here, yeah, I'll get it done. He, he can get done. it done. He's he done. I call he's, that Wednesday. Ain't All no stuff. quitter in him. <laughs> Wednesday. So the idea was, I had this business called Boise Ale Trail, and I partnered with breweries in town, and it was all um, it was all local. Everything was the whole point was to support the local breweries who were up and coming. Back then, there was four, maybe six, I think. Wow. And uh, yeah, and so it's a it's a passport system. And you go to one brewery, you drink a beer, you get a stamp. When you go to all the breweries, you get swag, right? And it was cheap. It was like $21, right? Which people thought back then was overpriced. And I was like, That's I'm giving insane. you $150 worth of free right. shit. The Do way. the math, people. But this is when, you know, this economy was different back then. So uh, Boise Ale Trail and the bike bar uh, were kind of partners, right? We could stop at a couple of those places while you're on the bike bar. So I use that opportunity to sell them on the bike bar, etc. Mm, totally so smart. ended up selling Boise Ale Trail, continuing with the bike bar and trying to build that. So I went from three bikes in 2016 to seven in 2019. Oh, wow. And uh, pretty good growth. And it, then it became a, uh, a, a full year round business. There was no seasonality to it. So January's were booking up four weekends out of the, the month. It was insane. You know, people <laughs> so were riding crazy. between Christmas and new year's. I'm like, you know, it's nine out, right? What the Give me fuck is wrong with you? They're like, we don't, we can bring alcohol. Right. I'm like, yeah, they're like problem solved. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Antifreeze. How do you I not got, know this? I you got a scarf and some whiskey. I'm good. Yeah. So, and that was the thing about the bike bar is it was only beer and wine. And so people, but here's the thing. Uh -huh. It's uh -huh. real easy to have a beer every 10 minutes and then run into the bar and take two shots and do that four times. And pretty soon you're eight shots and mm -hmm. 10 beers deep. And you're like, holy shit, I'm annihilated. And right. I got to go draw somebody's blood tomorrow. Right. You know, like <laughs> respect, <laughs> wow. respect all the nurses out there, mm -hmm. the doctors who rode the bike bar. But, um, that would that was kind of it, man. The, those people went too hard in certain instances, didn't? And and we were kind of a rock and a hard place, right? We weren't serving it. We didn't have a beer or wine license. We couldn't stop them from taking sixteen shots when they walked in the bar. The bartender's like, "Yay, fresh meat!" You know, I'm gonna line it up, oh, yeah, whatever yeah. you guys want. Yeah. It's hard to gauge your level of drunkenness when you're in there for three minutes, you right. know? Uh, and yeah. so then they jump back on the bar and they're like, holy shit, this is the best day ever. Let's crack another one. <laughs> and around we go, you know? And so I would say like 10% of my tours on my biggest years, like there were eyes closely watching on those. So you figure 120 people-ish, you know, per year, 
12 months, 10 people a month. That's not a huge list, right? But those are the people that we had eyes on. And I would say one of those people caused a problem for another business or uh, a residential neighborhood. And so, but here's the thing. Nobody was telling us about it. Right. So we didn't always see it. Or the tour would exit the bike and they would be on about their night and they would go to the next bar and obviously the bartender would hear them talking about what they just did and how much fun it was, et cetera, and continue to serve them. Well, look, guy, my shift for watching these people ended an hour ago. Now they are your problem. If you don't want them in your bar, ask them to leave. Right. And we, we we have stopped plenty of tours midway, called Ubers and made sure those people got home safe. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 10 times probably because most people, program. most people know when to stop, have at least one person out of 15 who knows when to stop, or at least they have a plan, right? Right. right, right. Not so much with the college kids, but they walk home anyway and yeah. they're going to do what they're going to do. And so over the years, our demographic started with kind of that 35 to 40 year old and it just steadily declined in age hmm. until about... 22 to 26 kind of became the sweet spot. And I think part of that was demand. So if you're older, typically you make your plans further ahead in, 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 you know, in the calendar than your college kids. And so when we started adding bikes that left openings and openings got filled by college kids and those college kids. But that's the thing, like that's the, you know, which I mean, this is the, the excitement of that business you know it's down there. like good, bad, or indifferent. I agree with you. There's there's people who give you both sides of the, the story, and I can see both sides of the story honestly. But that's the that's what you want to hear downtown. That's what makes it exciting, right? That's why people go to fucking New Orleans, right? Like I mean, that's that, that's what what you do. Like you expect Vegas. You you expect there to be action and activity on the streets. Absolutely. And, and that's what your bar does for that area. And I think that's why those younger kids they're missing out right it's that the 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 fear of missing out shit right fomo baby fomo baby but you literally like they're seeing it go around oh my god that's so cool i want to do it and that's why they're jumping on there now so you know they now there's seven bikes there's openings of course it's going to scale down you know in age and plus what's going to happen is they're going to hit you early and then just close the bars down till two in the morning or hit us way late, which is typically when it happened because, Oh, you do run late. Huh? Dude, t- I mean, if I'm going to invite you to dinner and I said, I'm going to be at your house at six 30, we got reservations at seven 30. What are we doing for that hour? When I get to your house, Oh, we're drinking, we're pre funk. Yeah. And what do college kids do better than anybody? They pre funk hard. And so the I'm other pretty fucking good, I'll tell you what, you want to bring on a college kid with me right now. I do it. Yeah. I, I take him on. I bet you would. Yeah, but you're a seasoned vet. I mean, That's your liver fair. has cirrhosis without a doubt. My liver it. left years yeah, ago. He doesn't have a you liver. You shat it out yesterday it and you didn't even notice. Literally, no, it we it was like a bad divorce. It just yeah. up and left. It Remember, literally it, did. it grabbed half my shit and it said, fuck you, I am out of here. And it left. I watched it leave. You remember the story uh, of the an pink Uber straw? pulled up. It has legs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, an yeah. Uber pulled up. And a coin purse. <laughs> <laughs> Uber pulled up and it fucking gotten an uber and left it flipped me off as it left and i haven't seen it since well that was three gfys ago can't cancel its <laughs> cell phone oh god your hopefully your insurance premiums stay the same i don't have a liver liver i don't have a liver oh that's funny so anyway uh so 
when the complaints came from a particular dick named uh, Craig Croner, who is sort of the government employee of all government employees. He's the Thor of government employees in the oh. clerk's office. So he and I had a very amicable relationship for years. I would call him once every three months, sometimes every six months, um, over several year period and be like, Craig, what do you got for me, buddy? How are we doing? Is anybody complaining? What are the problems, et cetera? And then I had Proactive. business owners, you know, had, and I learned that again, from James Watts, like he lobbied with the police to make sure that, you know, he got the call and not officers. Like, oh, he, yeah. you know, like, so the more care you take of the people before they know you're taking care, hopefully it works out for you. Well, it did in some cases and it didn't in others like, uh, you know, owner of Payette, right? We had an issue there one time where a, a guy just got sick in the bathroom. Well, every bathroom downtown, somebody has gotten sick in and it sucks when it's I, somebody who left your, sorry about that. Right. I, every single one here, every single person here, but when it's your responsibility to take care of those people, or at least you were the last person to watch them imbibe, then it becomes your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, we had to move places. We had to move from two different places. Pre-funk, we moved away. It was just harming, uh, Justin to have to deal with that. And I would pay my guys extra to stay late to make sure people got in cabs, but every, there's always one asshole, right? Who wants to try and bring his 24 pack of Keystone and that $13 he spent, he can't imagine giving it up Mm. and he's going to try and bring it into a restaurant downtown like a fucking asshole. Ruin it for everybody else. So we moved from pre-funk and we've been storing our bikes at Payette for years. We used to start our tours with everybody having a beer at, at Payette, but we just stopped. We just moved our bikes to a different, like a parking lot, right? Once I found out that people were getting off the bike and we were, you know, shuttling them back to where we keep them and people were hanging out in the parking lot, we started to hear things like, oh, there's trash left over or, you know, somebody pissed on the back of the art collective building. Mm. So I put up trash cans there, paid for trash service. I put up outhouses there for my customers where we had a lock on the door. So it wasn't just vanquished vagrants in there, you know, mm-hmm. dirty Mike and the boys <laughs> having a fucking party. <laughs> he's a son of a wow. bitch, dude. He's creeping, man. He's in the Boise when area. Not in a, yeah. When they're not hitting that Priuses, they're, uh... you've been, you've been in the bar at cactus, dude. You've been in that bathroom. <laughs> oh, dirty Mike yeah. has his fucking mushroom stamp God, all over yes, that. Yes, he does. Dirty Mike. Anyway. So I provided bathrooms when I found out that that was going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And that was 2018 crickets since then yeah and then there's a murmur early or late 2019 that people have a problem with the bike bar this and that well guess what it's the fucking people who live in the north end who don't like the woo-woo girls going between 15th and whatever down into hyde park Mm -hmm. so guess who shows up at the polls every year democrats yeah Yeah. karen yeah Karen shows up hard heart fresh out of the barbershop with her new fade is (laughs) Coming god in, damn that bitch is hot hard. And fast. She just got her Lululemons. She's oh, like, oh dude, my god. Her, she's got her New Balances on with her ankle socks. She's got balls on the back. On fire. I dude, usually have those. What's wrong with that? Jean shorts. You knock it off. Yours are great. <laughs> Where's this Karen we're talking about? You're way better looking than any oh, Karen I've ever you. met. Thank you. So, Mayor Beater gone. Right. Huge proponent of the bike bar. 
This new mayor comes that, in. He's Basque. That's why mm-hmm. he likes drinking. Mm-hmm. Anything drinking, he yeah. likes. He knows. He's in it. He he's knows. In Basque. And he doesn't. He, you know, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't shy away from it. So, new mayor comes in, wants a synopsis of the current state of the bike bars. So Craig Croner comes in with a bunch of pictures that have n- absolutely no context. <laughs> We're stopped at a stop, like in a paid parking space and there's people rocking the bike back and forth doing freaking gymnastics over it It, the the tour is over but we're having a good time i'm not even there like it's one of my drivers i saw the picture and there's some chick like doing the i don't know some dance on the bar craig croner with his Mm -hmm. fucking polaroid camera right like God knows what. I don't. I don't even know where they got the picture. He just got off the bike. He, just, yeah, exactly. He's like this <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. My wife ever finds out I've been on this thing. God damn it. Don't worry about. Yeah. So you anyway, just pull that string and see where it goes, boys. His actual words to the mayor were: "They pass by. He's on the fourth story of the uh, city clerk's building there on Capitol." And his actual words were, their stereos are so loud, it shakes the walls in my office. Mm. I said, you mean the glass? He said, no, the walls. I'm like, you mean the cement ones? Wow. He's like, yeah, those ones. I was like, yeah. did you guys upgrade your speakers? Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, better we did. Wow. That loud. Not that, that is. loud. Wow, yeah. Wait. He, needs, he, so, needs, he needs to maybe look into getting a better building built. So Craig didn't <laughs> tell the mayor about the tens of thousands of dollars that we donate every year. It was a smear campaign. It, it was not the fact that we provided nine jobs for, you know, college kids that I've had with me for three to five years now who I'm paying double uh, the current minimum wage. Literally between that and their tips could Even afford tips, to, yeah. could, could afford to get a nice place and, um, you know, put themselves through school if they wanted. And, they didn't talk about Jimmy Halliburton. Didn't mention the fact that I've paid thousands of dollars to his uh, Boise Bicycle Project over the years in with checks uh, whose name is Petals and Pints across the top. Right. And I and I stopped him at the gala last year, mm-hmm. uh, the Giving Circle where he spoke at at my brokerage. And I said, Jimmy, we've met a couple times. Mike Thomas, I own the bike bars. I'd love to partner with you in a greater degree. Let's build a hundred bikes for kids this year, wow, dude. Yeah, what? What? Okay, I'm gonna go back and sit in my seat at city council now and do absolutely fucking nothing for this <laughs> entire city. <laughs> he told me he told he in that same meeting at city council where Craig Croner blasted us, Jimmy Halliburton said, you know, it's funny because when I thought about running for city council, I knew that all I had to do was run against the bike bar and I would get elected. And then he went on with his comments about how he's really hypersensitive to how much noise we make in the residential areas. So you know what I did? We had peeing in public. We had, uh, excessive noise, public drunkenness, and uh, what was the other one? Traffic were the issues that were brought to head. And those have been the same issues uh, that have been prompted uh, for discussion between Craig and I over the last four to five years as we've grown and two other businesses have come into town like mine who are a fifth of the size, but it's still another couple bike bars on the, mm-hmm. on the road. And, uh, 
we we were the ones who were proactive, you know. Uh, Brady with Boise Buzz Bike partnered with me to to fight this. Uh, he's a great dude. His dad's a great dude. They they are partners in that business. And then there's another bike bar company that shall remain nameless who just sit back and and let me fight the fight for them. Yeah, just like when they're, they're I got right. beer on board. They're the guy on your bike bar that just drinks and doesn't pedal. They are. Ugh, he's the fucking fuck ass. that guy. He's the dude who sits in the non-pedaling seat. Yep. And yeah. the, gir- the, girls the girls don't know yeah. that he's not pedaling. Fuck that guy. He's the guy. He's yeah. the guy you have to invo- invite to your uh, poker tournament, right. but nobody wants him there. Right. Or, and he usually yeah. takes third like an asshole. Right. I've been there. Yeah, he monies. Uh, every he monies. time. Ugh, every time. And he's guy. such a dick about anteing. You always got to remind him. And he's like, oh, oh sorry. Oh, and he's eating nachos and then touching the fucking cards. That's the guy. Yep. 100%. Anyway. So that Execute is him. Yeah. Let's drag him out on the street. <laughs> so, that, so that is the other company. Yeah. He's Terry who comes to the poker game and eats the nachos Terry. and touches the cards like with three R's. Yep. So they, um, That's beautiful. we, that is good. <laughs> we partnered it's with three R's. Bus bike. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm going to punch you right in the throat. Fuck it, throw the punch. Uh, and to fight this. Right. And so, uh, we offered to double up our staff, one driver and one person monitoring alcohol. We offered to remove ourselves from four and six o'clock, four to six o'clock, Monday through Friday to avoid traffic. We offered to stay out of residential neighborhoods. We offered to double up on uh, porta potties. We offered to, um, what else we offer? We offered, oh, to limit beer to two, two beers per person at any one time on the bike. No more than 36 beers on the bike at any one time between 15 people. They're like, ooh, we like options A, B, and C, and D. E, which is the big one. Oh, and F, let's not forget F, music. Oh, We're yeah. too loud. But the assholes in the diesel trucks or the rice rockets that don't have fucking, you know, right. any sort of uh, sound deafening on their mufflers or the person who's singing emo songs on the corner, blasting it through a fucking right. Marshall amplifier right. right across the street from Fork. No, don't, they're not disruptive at all. Don't judge me. Right. Look, dude, <laughs> I would pay to watch you <laughs> sing, even if it was lip syncing. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You're that good looking. Mm-hmm. He gets a lot. Point is, we offered all these things in exchange for let, it, let us maintain our volume levels under 75 decibels, which 70 is a vacuum cleaner. Mm. 80 is uh, starting a car. So if we could stay between that and stay out of the residential, great. And then can we have two beers? And they took all of it. They're like, no, this is how good we are at negotiating. We're going to take these things that you offered, and instead of giving you the ones that you want, we're going to take those two. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, we want all those. But we're not going to give you any. No. Yeah. God bless America. <laughs> Pretty much. And then, see, that's what happens. Oh, dogs bark. Dogs get mad. The world is coming to an end. Okay. All right. Keep it quiet. We're podcasting. Let's, let's pull it all back together. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hey. This is Trevor Brown's son. Yeah. Gavin walked so in, in Crocs. I think he even had him in four-wheel drive. Did he have him in four-wheel drive? Yeah, he oh did. Oh my God, That's he serious. had the straps on. He's gonna peel out of the driveway. Oh my God, why is he got him in four wheel drive? What are you guys doing out there? Good Lord, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So this happened last month. There was a vote, and I will tell you that 
<clears throat> Jimmy Halliburton was spineless, so he yeah. was just going to fold. Uh, I will tell you that Councilwoman, um, her pronouns are he, uh, no, excuse me, she, her. Yeah, that, those are her pronouns. She okay. has that on her Facebook page. I checked. I just okay. wanted to make sure I addressed her correctly. Okay. Yeah. Pronouns it's hard are to tell. Hard to tell. God forbid hard, I offend her. Hard to tell. Um, <laughs> she was a hard no. She wanted to cancel bike bars. Uh, the mayor certainly wanted to cancel bike we'll bars. We'll just call her Mayor McCarran. Yep. Mayor, she's the biggest uh, Karen. I like that. I and think then, that, I, that's I got some legs. I had a different word I was going to use, but I'm keeping it clean. Does it start with the letter K? <laughs> I could. <laughs> All right. And then we've got Patrick Badgett. He's the kid. Do you remember our haircuts in the third grade? Like when it was the day of pictures and we had the quaff. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the par- yeah. hard part. Yeah, hard part with the quaff. quaff. Yep. That's Patrick Badgett. Except he's a hard quaff. He's still that person. He's still a hard quaff. He's an attorney. He's who an has old a hard major, quaff. Major superiority complex. He thinks he's super smart, and he was Love the, that. He was the swing vote. So he's on. He's he's on the city council because he has a significance complex. Mm-hmm. Like he needs to feel important. Right. And he's a lawyer, but he doesn't hang his license at any firm. He's just freelance. Which, I mean, like. So was Saul, right? Yeah. You know, you better fucking call him. <laughs> Hold on a second. Uh, yeah, nailed it. Anyway, nobody calls him, so he had to join city council right. and work right. for fucking peanuts. Right. So, long story short, my attorney uh, is friends with him, and they had a conversation. And that conversation was, you know, Mike poured his heart out to us. He brought his daughter with him. By the way, the mayor left 15 minutes into my presentation. She had a personal appointment. Mm. Was it her hair? Uh, you know, nah. I mean, have you seen it? (laughs) I don't think anybody's. That's like a Floby. You're welcome. Nobody looks at it. It's a suck cut. That's what it is. It is a suck cut. We know. It's a Floby suck cut. Floby is awesome. Don't you make fun of it. You ain't have hair. Efficient. If I did, I would use a Floby. Anyway, she left and she said, well, this is all fine and good, but her first question was what well let me back up i'm getting ahead of myself i digress uh patrick badgett had mentioned look dude we're gonna find a middle ground and then he voted it down so he told us he was going to help us if there's anything worse than being a fuck it's telling people you're not going to be a fuck and then being a fuck that is where i have a problem i like that term though let's find the middle ground and he stepped so far over the fuck line yeah. He was in a different time zone. Like right, he right. was in that county over there. Where all like, the you fucks know, are. we're all those fucks over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not the fucks that vote for me. Yeah. Not the fucks you even know. He was like, no. So <laughs> mayor had no interest in, in listening. She was over it 15 minutes in, but she did manage to ask two just riveting questions. The first one is why are we having to get involved in your business? And I said, that's a great question, man. <laughs> That's a great question. You're the fucking mayor. It's your job to regulate uh, business. Did you forget that you were supposed to be here for <laughs> something other than super cool Zoom speeches? Like, uh, what um, the fuck kind of question is that? And that that was the answer. The answer is it's your job. You have regulations for restaurants. You have regulations for bars. You have regulations for traffic. You have regulations for fucking everything. 
You know what I mean? Like we all have to pay our dues to live in this beautiful city. Part of that is working with you in order to make sure that everyone is as happy as they can possibly be. And so um, that was really her goal was to say, this is not our problem. And so when it came to shutting us down over quote unquote COVID, uh, well, COVID's real. I don't mean quote unquote COVID, but shutting us down, getting us out of the way and focusing on COVID, she passed us off to the CDC. The CDC said, yeah, there's no way, shape or form you guys can abide by the restaurant and bar code. I said, well, we're not a restaurant or a bar. We're a bicycle. And they said, but they're sitting at a bar. Do you have a button for crickets? Thank you. That's that's what we needed right there. Yeah. Fucking crickets. Well so, in that moment, let it go. I contained my rage, but I thought to myself, okay, she's passing the buck. Fine. So, we reached out uh, again to my attorney and said, how do we take this to the next step? The answer to that was, we go to the state level and we try and change the, uh, change the laws from there. Oh my God. I'll love you forever. Thank you. Um, so that would be extremely costly. And one of the people that's on the payroll at my lawyer's office is a lobbyist, uh, Josh Schaller. Great dude. Super smart. He's going to be a monster. Um, someday I would vote for him for whatever he did. He's like, look, dude, that's going to be expensive. You don't want to do that. Um, let's figure out alternate ways to change your business model. But back to the point, like, are you, you're not beholden to the CDC because you're not a bar and you're not a restaurant. So I was like, yeah, oh, makes sense. Let's dig in. So I sent four more emails and sure enough in four emails between my attorney and, um, the CDH, they said, well, you don't have a permit with us. So technically we can't govern you i said straight. <laughs> so, so you're saying there's a chance so you're saying there's a chance everybody stand up for the big guy that uh, is below 70 decibels that's right of applause. thank you very much <laughs> mayor mccarran yeah i just want to know that's and so we like i mean obviously i was elated uh, we could get back to work, but there's still some red tape to jump through. So I have to send them a one page summary of how I'm going to either a, everybody be masked B, everybody has to be a family member on the bike or C, we practice social distancing in some way, shape or form. However, we're outside. And if you walked into 10 barrel right now, it's nine 45, 10, yeah, 9:45. I guarantee you there's a 12 top in there. Mm -hmm. And they're all sitting together and they're not fucking related. No. And I said, so my email to her was just so I understand you correctly. <laughs> you're saying that this is the rule, but restaurants aren't following it. And she said, as you can see by the videos that you sent me, when you asked me for my scientific reply as to why you can't open dot, 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 some restaurants aren't abiding. And I said, Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that there's big restaurants here with big money who don't give a shit what you think or what the mayor thinks and they're open right now? And she said, yeah. <laughs> I said, here we go. Yeah. Which we've talked about on previous episodes. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this. 
the give a fuckness is a big factor. There's some places just don't give a fuck. Here's the other thing. Some people don't care enough to stand up. Yep. Until there is just no more light at the end of the tunnel. And some people won't send five emails to save their business. Right. And that sucks because it takes hard work and courage and money and sacrifice to start a business. But if you don't accept what, thank you, if you don't accept the status quo because it's unfair to you in your eyes, chances are it probably is. And I'm not talking about like gender. I'm talking about law, right? Like these are the laws that govern your business. And if you don't fit in those laws, then you can operate. And I don't fit in those laws because they didn't write tight enough language to begin with. And I think that was on purpose. Big shout out to Matt Wild and Josh <laughs> Leonard for giving me that <laughs> latitude, baby. But they didn't catch all the caveats. You can't. That's why there's amendments. Yeah. But when I, when I found out that the mayor directed us to the CDH and the CDH said, you don't hold a permit with us, it was like, thank you, Jesus. But this is what we've talked about, understanding the construct, understand the game, and then like what you're talking about, work, play, figure it out. Send four or five emails. Dig. Harass them. Yeah. Dude, it, yeah. We, you, know, you start to figure out the rules of the game. All right. You got to figure that out. Once you figure that out, use those rules to win the game. That's what we do, right? And that, that's probably the biggest thing that, you know, give a shout out to Andy Frazella for, you know, the Real AF and his podcast. Listen to him. He talks about all the time. He's like, here's what's just mind boggling to me. It's very clear, and let me, I've stated this on previous podcasts, let me restate this because it's very accurate. We are not in a situation where we are dealing with laws. We are dealing with guidelines and we are dealing with ordinances. You cannot be arrested for an ordinance. There's no such thing as a police officer being able to put you in handcuffs for an ordinance. Okay. Super clear about that. There's been no laws passed about COVID you at all. You can get a ticket for an ordinance, but you can't go to jail you for can't it. can't go for an, jail. Nobody's going to take you to jail for parking in a handicapped spot if you don't have a handicap sticker. Right. But you're going to get a you ticket. You can't. You can't. And so, a glare. And a glare. So what you can get arrested for <laughs> is you can be arrested if somebody that owns a business, like my dipshit veterinarian I was at today, that says... We are requiring you to wear a mask. We as a business are, because if we don't, we are going to ask you to leave. And if you don't leave, then you are trespassing. Trespassing. And that is the L word. That is a law. And you can be arrested for a law. And that's called trespassing. Well, another L word. You cannot be arrested. And this is where everyone's fucked up in the head is they all think that there is an ability to be arrested or, or people say, oh, my business is going to be shut down because of this, this, what they're doing. It's not. And like you, the, the beauty of what you saw, like with, when you're talking to these people, they're like, uh, we, you don't have a license with us. We don't really govern you. We don't have. And yet they were fit to give me instructions on how to open right. my business. But here's the thing. And Fuck you, you, you see through the bullshit, which this is my problem. And this is going back to Andy Frizzella. He says, you know, what's mind boggling about this whole COVID thing is that business owners by fucking trade, they're just by, by who they are, are fighters. You can't 
own a business and not be a fucking fighter, right? You fight, you you fought this whole way to start this business out of business, (laughs) but yet, but then someone tells you that you have to shut your fucking business down for this COVID thing, and it's like, and every and and everyone, and I should say everyone, ninety nine percent of the world is just willing to fold and say, well, I can't because they said I can't, and they're like, no, that's a fucking ordinance. Well, yeah, but the governor, the mayor, and she's coming in and trying to fucking. She's. I mean, this is the same bitch who came in and fucking shut down, sent a letter to a company in Meridian, Independence, and asked Independence Gun Range, told them they were sh- being shut down by the city of Boise, who they don't even fucking reside in. Of all the people you to tell that you're going to shut their doors, Independence would be the last Why? one. Their name is Independence is Gun Range. <laughs> I don't even think you could script that out any better. How do you that? fuck that up? The letter they That's incredible. Sent, the letter she sent telling them they were being shut down was addressed to a address in Meridian, oh, Idaho. She's the fucking mayor, unfortunately, of Boise, Idaho. Please tell me they framed that. How? Seven other businesses she did that to. How? How dumb? Are, I mean, I know how dumb she is. Not dumb. Privileged. Why would you? <laughs> why would you do that? Oh. Don't say that word. That will trigger her. You're a white woman. You don't. don't, Yeah. You You can't say say that word. Don't trigger her. Unless Mary McCarran is going to get fucking triggered. We don't need that. Isn't there somebody in her office that was like, ah, ma'am, ah, they actually. (laughs) So when I was, they were like, I don't. When I was licking, when I was licking the stamp, I noticed that the address was. It's a so go, give a shout out back to Mayor Beater. And I know he's got his pros and his cons. I like Mayor. I got to sit down and have lunch with Mayor Beater one time, and it was a pretty good conversation. It, it stuck with me for a long time. There was certain things that he said that I thought were really cool. So you lived in Colorado. Were you in Denver? Uh, sea Springs, Colorado oh, Springs. Okay. So you're down south. But they had, but you go up to Denver, right? And you go to Lodo. Oh, yeah. Bodo was based after Lodo. So before Bodo, I actually met the mayor right when we were kind of starting the Bodo thing. I right? see the similarity. Do you? <laughs> He's is putting it, the, it together. Is now. it the dough part that gives it away? I had to write it out in You're crayon. You're so smart, Joni. <laughs> they guys got great uh, brains. Come <laughs> on, big. Check out the brains on Jody. They uh, never mind. This is ball sack. I didn't know. <laughs> I knew it was going to come back. Yeah, it happens. He literally sat there. He was talking to me. He goes, you ever been to Denver, Colorado? I go, yeah, I go quite a bit. And he's like, you ever been to Lodo? And I was like, yeah, down lower downtown. I love it. And he's like, yeah, all the bars and the, the up, te- you know, the, the rooftop bars and people doing crazy shit. I go, oh, fuck. I was, so I tell him, I'm like, I was down there one time. I'm sitting there drinking. And this fucking water balloon just comes and blasts some dude at the table next to me. And they're like, oh, shit. And everyone just fucking scatters. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, it, look out. And like, also, we look over. No, and a, no, no. A rooftop bar. What across. you heard, this is skip. What you heard was, everybody down. <laughs> Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Literally. All of a sudden, I found there's a war going on between these two rooftop bars in Lodo where they shoot water balloons back and forth with a giant slingshot. Oh, God, that's amazing. That's amazing. I would rent the fatty space just to launch <laughs> water balloons <laughs> on the assholes at Bitter Creek <laughs> on the porch who are eating their $17 Dude. grilled cheese sandwiches oh, and drinking awesome. the beer that nobody likes. Uh, they know they don't fucking like it, but they're drinking it because it's the most expensive. <laughs> oh, it's cask port from Ireland. Mm, it's really good. Mm. Literally, t- so, so I, I just talk- get angry thinking about them. I'm talking to Beater, and he's like, "Yeah, 
I'm going to do that here. We're called Bodo. It's going to be Boise downtown. It's like, all right, cool. He goes, here's the thing. You ever been to a good party? Where's the party end up? He's like, never enough. Like he says, you go to a party people show up and they walk in, you take their coat, they put them in the formal, formal living room. Everyone sits around like a bunch of fucking stiffs. They drink a cocktail or glass of wine and they make their way to the dining room and they they put their pinkies up and they have a fucking fancy and this is literally the mayor talking he's like they put their fingers up and they have a fancy dinner and they all sit around and they all talk about bullshit but when the lamos leave mm-hmm. everyone ends up in the kitchen yeah and everyone's just in there ties are off people are drinking whiskey we're doing shots we're partying in the kitchen i'm like fucker you are basque aren't you <laughs> and, and he goes i want bodo to be the kitchen of the treasure valley i want people to show up and fucking hang out in the kitchen and i'm like fucking love that like because the analogy worked for me because i'm the guy in the kitchen i usually have my shirt off but i'm in the kitchen doesn't matter pounding whiskey after everyone else left the fancy party right suddenly i want some pepperoni i don't know what that's about (laughs) i don't know what that means but (laughs) just speaking up just thinking out loud here and some kobe jack bring it (laughs) and i I, it just stuck with me like it was just one of those like conversations where he got lit up about it and you're like dude this bro fucking believes it it. that's community it's so funny because like you know he didn't remember me or anything but like after that i'd see him downtown and i mean and literally i'd see him he's downtown drinking i'm like hey fucking knuckles mayor i like that that guy dude i used to see him walking to work that up she is fucking that up. She's fucking that. She's literally taking that fucking concept and fucking it up. Because we talked about this before you got here. You take a few motherfuckers in downtown Boise that, that control the social activity of downtown Boise, and you know who they are. You fucking get those boys, and everyone kind of gets on the same page with you, and all of a sudden says, fuck you, motherfucker, and calls, what's the guy's name in Meridian? Fucking, huh? Simmonson. Call Simmonson out in Meridian, the mayor out there, and be like, hey, I got a deal for you, bro. We have a bunch of really successful fucking bars and shit. We want to bring it out and bring the party to Meridian. We're going to bring a lot of tax dollars. We're going to bring a lot of revenue to your area. Oh, and by the way, we're going to completely rat fuck first Thursday or, or uh, Wednesday live after live, live after, after five. five. It's we're going to rat fuck a live after five because we're going to go and we're going to do the same thing in Meridian and we're going to do it on the same day and we're going to book the same fucking talent that they get. But there's no other places for people to go other than that fucking grove. Because all the bars are shut down and we all left, right? Oh, and by the way, we're going to go to lobby all these new hotels that are being built downtown. We're going to go to them and let them know, hey, by the way, when your guests come here and they get out and they're because they're not from here and they go to walk to try to go somewhere, there's no fucking place. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. They're going to see a dead downtown. You heard my thoughts. You You can't ever see the crickets. They're just there. Do you know how many tax dollars they make off of fucking hotels? Oh, God, it's insane. That's why they're all piling on top of each other. That's why they're doing it. But if you can't, like, I'm a guy that stays in a lot of hotels. I travel a lot. I go to a lot of hotels. First thing I do, fucking, I'm like, all right, I walk down the front desk and I go, where can I walk? I don't want to fucking go anywhere. Where can I just walk to to go grab something? Oh, there's a fucking alehouse across this restaurant, this bar, this place. Go right down the street here. You can walk right around the corner. If the whole fucking downtown Boise gets all these fucking people pissed off and there's like, yeah. There's nothing it'll be, it'll be some old guy be like, hey, back then we used to have what they called bars down here. <laughs> There's a place called Humpin' Hannah's. <laughs> Rocky Johnson's still alive. I rode a goddamn bull right in the middle of town. <laughs> and then the bike bar went by and they were hooting and hollering. These kids were hooting. 75 decibels. I'll be honest, this girl was hooting. I was like, oh my God. The titties were out. <laughs> the let me tell you. Titties were good old days. I just had a thought. Caldwell's going to be the next Austin, Texas. Agreed. Could be. That's no shit. You I'll give you that. You know who? You know what's going to happen? 
the first thing, the trigger, it's going to be bike bars. We're going to bring <gasps> bike bars to Caldwell. Dude, fuck yeah. What's the, the, there's a bar out there that's fucking killing it. It's the only place you could go dancing in the whole motherfucking Southern Idaho there for a while. It's the, uh, the, what's the creek that goes through there? Indian Creek Steakhouse. Indian Creek Steakhouse. It's fucking killing it out there. Yeah. They're People are driving it. for fucking miles, and guess they, what? They're buying. They fucking are hotel rooms so out there. far away from giving any fucks about anything. Zero. All right. they want is to restore a little bit of what life was like before this shit. Please, Mrs. Mayor, send us a letter. Please, please, yeah. please, send oh, us a letter. God, they will wipe their ass and mail it right back. They need to be promoting in town on billboards. Great. The smartest thing they could do: the city of Caldwell should just give a big fuck you to Mayor McFucking Karen and just be. Literally, like, take a billboard out in downtown. Of the, of the shit stained letter. Caldwell, we're open. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Boise, come to Caldwell. We like to party. That's all they should say. It should just be a picture of a guy in a in a tuxedo t-shirt, you know, just. <laughs> Can we build that at ICF? Like, what do we do? <laughs> just, uh, just you know. How do we do it? It's like your form will be like the party. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Perfect. Dude, it's no different than like uh, California, like the fight between Reno, Nevada and California oh, yeah. is fucking hilarious. So I go to Reno and I go to Northern Cal, right? Oh, they hate each other. I fly into Reno. I drive down to Northern Cal. And there's billboards in Northern California that says, if you made $80,000 a year in California last year, that would be like making $140,000 in Reno, Nevada. <laughs> Welcome to Reno, paid by the City of Commerce. You know, the oh, city, you know, Chamber of Commerce. It's brilliant. It's fucking great. Like, these guys are fucking literally poaching their fucking citizens to come up to Reno. Fuck, come up here, motherfucker. We don't, we're not going to charge you so much shit. It's 30 miles. It looks the same. Dude, why would you not be doing Bingo. the same thing? This is the thing. This city, and the, it, we, we go back to this, and we've brought it up on other episodes too, where the more I learn about the politics of this stuff, the, the one thing that I can't understand and people can't wrap their brain around, it's just like a city like Portland or Seattle welcoming writing right oh they're doing great good for you come on go. in. that's awesome that's great that's a great idea you it's know a byob we're city inside a city here's the problem when when the dust settles and the riots are over and the smoke and clears. the coolness of all the blue-haired fuckers that are there all disappear there's no taxpayers there to pay <laughs> for any of these fucking people that said it was okay so now you're the mayor and you're like hey uh <sighs> Where'd everybody go? I didn't go? get my paycheck. My pay- yeah, uh, weird thing. My paycheck didn't come through last week. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. We meant to tell you all the fucking people that you pissed off when you said that it was okay to riot and tear up their fucking businesses. Yeah, they moved to Idaho. <laughs> their entire accounting department <laughs> and is now. Yeah, so we don't have money to pay you your fucking salary anymore. But good idea with that whole rioting thing. Yeah. That was awesome. Way to support it. Because those rioters, they actually weren't from here. They fucking left. Right. They're on doing something else now. They're fucking all stoned and down Rubble in fucking it. Southern California. So you're good, though. Some of them stayed, but they don't pay taxes because they're just living on the fucking streets as transient people. Yeah shitting on the fucking car on the concrete but but good idea we just can't pay you anymore so Fire all these cool. politicians right and, and then that's what i don't get like that's going to happen in a big scale and I've, I've talked to a few people that are way fucking smarter than me which i know you're amazed there There's are a couple. four of them and they literally have told me they're like Total. you watch the economics that's gonna f- oh yeah come crashing down in the state of oregon and the state of washington due to this this deal Mayor McCarran is doing the same fucking thing in Boise, Idaho. Because guess what's happening? You know what we do? We drive to fucking Nampa to go to dinner. Or we go to Meridian to go do something. 
or we fucking do our shit in McCall or we do like we don't fucking bring any money into the here's what's funny where we're sitting right now we can throw a stone to the yeah we threw we could throw a stone and hit stone. city the city limits right but we're not in the city here so I don't vote for that dumbass bitch but I live in it and I have to deal with it but like those people that are 200 yards that way down my road they're all in the city so like it's amazing where you sit and look at these people where you're like okay what is her thought process like what's her thought I mean just try to wrap your fucking brain around I honestly want to know I'll tell you what is it I have dove into the mind of those who are against my business aka the fun police those people if they are not actively participating in the fun turns out they don't want you to have it Mm -hmm. so there are a very small number of people who are karens who get very angry about other people having fun about other people letting loose it's almost like they forget when they were their age i'm not getting laid no one's getting laid nobody where's my cat It's time for her feeding. I am. If I'm not having sex, there ain't no one in here having sex. That's right. I like that logic. That's right. <laughs> and so there's a very small constituent who they pay attention to because they are the squeaky wheel. Now, there was a point that I wanted to make a little earlier, and I forgot because whiskey. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this. When, you, when it comes to business owners, I think we fall in two categories. Those who just don't care what you think of them and are willing to fight when they think it's wrong. And those who are like, guess I'll just become a regular employee somewhere now. And I guess my legacy is gone and I'm not going to have anything because they told me I can't fuck Mm -hmm. that. Right. The squeaky wheel on both sides of the line gets the grease. If you are complaining and you're a constituent who votes, who sends money, who writes the mayor, who talks to the mayor, who tries to be at the places to support the mayor, she will listen to you because you are the loudest. You are in her face, just like a job you want. You don't just Proximity. send your resume and hope it works out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the you resuming follow up. Time. You follow up on that sweet ass resume. <laughs> you know, you do your best to get that job, right? You show up in person. You're you're in your best clothes. You're trying to make the best impression. <laughs> your and then tuxedo when you, shirt. That's right. Wear the good stuff. The nice tie. Clean underwear. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, nice shoes. <laughs> anyway, you you do your best. And so that's the whole thing that goes back to like working with the CDC. As soon as she passed the buck, she gave away her power. Right. She gave away her power to the CDC who didn't have any power. And they didn't know. Neither of them knew. The fourth floor wasn't talking to the people on the fifth floor. And I'm on my fucking way up. Right. And so I show up there and I'm like, oh, you're full of shit and you're full of shit. You two are full of shit. I'll send Nobody you a knows. letter. That's right. Here's my one page summary of the way that I'm going to open on March 15th. If I don't hear anything from you, I'll assume that that's OK. If I do hear anything from you, I hope to God you're ready to impose the same regulations on me as 10 Barrel Brewing and Wilder and all the other restaurants downtown who are seating 12 people inside at this moment. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, fuck. He's serious. That's he's really small, but he's very scary. <laughs> That's it, dude. I'm, cu- I'm coming for you. 
I am coming Dude. for all the people who tried to pass this off as do an it. illegitimate do it. business. And do it for fucking do it for the other guys that don't. I mean, that's the thing. Like I said, uh, do you listen to Andy Frizzella? Oh, fuck yeah, I do, okay. dude. He's a monster. He's a fucking monster. And he's got something that I literally, I'm like, dude, fuck that. I feel like this is my opportunity to fucking protest. You know, like me not wearing a fucking mask places I go, except for the vet today. And uh, <laughs> that's for the love of Mia. I'm still pissed off about it. But anyway, like not doing, like not conforming to that shit is a whole different level. Like, and, and being to be able to be a business owner and say, you know what? Fuck this shit. It's just, it's no different. So my barber, who was our last week's podcast was fucking fire podcast last mm-hmm. week with the, with the Trevor Hill, who's the owner of Barkley and Hill and Meridian. I cannot wait fucking, to go there, dude. You got me so pumped dude, up on that guy. It's awesome. Like, it's, and it's, it's such a good fucking place. It's such a good vibe. And literally he opened up post COVID and he called these fuckers and said, Hey, guess what? We're not wearing fucking masks. It's my motherfucking barbershop. If you don't like it, don't fucking come in my barbershop. And he calls the fucking inspector who everyone says, oh, well, they'll take your fucking barber license. He goes, they can't take my barber license. It's a fucking guideline. It's a fucking ordinance. They can't do it. Everybody, my other gal that cuts my hair, you know, she said, yeah, I can't cut your hair. They'll take my license away. I'm like, no, they won't. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to do it. Spit? No, she Like anywhere, like my the gal that's cut my hair for 10 fucking years, she told me she couldn't cut my hair because she was scared they'd take her license. I go, they can't take your license. She goes, yeah, no, they, they said they could. And I'm like, they're fucking lying to you. They can't. Have some fucking balls and stand up and say, no, fuck you. You can't take my license. She wouldn't do it. So guess what? I went and started getting my hair cut at fucking Barkley and Hill. And now Barkley and Hill, Barkley Hill literally told the inspector that supposedly can take their license away. He said, come in here, inspect any fucking thing you want in here. But there's nothing that I ever fucking signed in my license that says I have to fucking wear a mask. So do that shit. Get your shit. Get the fuck out of here. And guess what? He walked in. He fucking checked everything. I said, okay, everything checks out. See you later. Nobody's been shut down. This is the fucking wives tale that everybody's talking about. Oh, yeah, I don't know. My friend had a brother that sister-in-law has a business in fucking Vermont, and they got shut. No, it didn't. Shut the fuck up. Realistically, no one's getting shut down for this shit. Fucking have the balls to stand up and be what you're doing and just be like, you know what, fuckers? This is what we're going to do. And fucking stop me. Stop me. It's no different. You're an MMA guy. Fucking step in the fucking cage with a guy and be like, I want to punch you in the face. And you're like, that's cool. I want to punch you in the face. And I was like, all right, let's punch each other in the face till one of us wins. Cool. That's what you're doing when you own a business and you're stepping against a fucking government who's running fucking buckshot on shit that they have no fucking ability to be doing. That's the thing that like Frizella says all the time. Like, what? Here's the thing, dude. It's weight classes. Yeah. Right? I'm a flyweight. <laughs> I'm a fucking flyweight. But here's the deal. And the government She's is not going to show up and fucking take your bike away. She she can't take my she bike can't. away. That's personal property. And the bike is personal property. Those who are on it are personal property. Yes, I have to have a business license. Yes, she could potentially revoke my business license. But here's the difference. She can't revoke it for COVID. No, she, she, it's that, not. That's an ordinance. And there's it's a fucking, that's a what's law. happening now. There's a fucking laundry list of attorneys who will take you fucking, what were they? Gratis. Uh, they gratis. Will. They'll take it because they're going to get famous and rich suing fucking cities if they try to take your shit away from you. Nobody loves a headline more than Fox News when it comes to small town business standing up for what's Correct. right. Yep. Boise, Idaho, oh bike God, bar. This guy did Refuses this. to, you know. Sit back and blah blah blah, and all of a sudden, dude, it's 
on. <sighs> that's what it is right there. And you know what? That's going to have the pizza guy in Jersey say, hey, fuck you, when the guy right. comes in and tries to stop him from selling his fucking dude, slices. Rudy's has been doing it from the get, dude. Brandon, we talked about Rudy's. Brandon Rue has said from fucking day one, enter at your own risk. We're not doing fucking masks here. Don't fucking worry about it. If you don't like it, don't come in. It's fucking, it's not even, now he doesn't have anything on the door, but he used to literally like enter at your own risk. Right. That, that's a thing. That I, is you, crazy talk. The government now, this <laughs> You could die or worse. That's right. That's right. Because right now, what was the last? Did you see the last numbers? It was like 29 out of every six people are dying of people, COVID. People are not dying of old <laughs> yeah. age. Yeah. There's over, a, over 100 million people. There's several remainders have had problems, sir. <laughs> It's I know because I tried to help my daughter in fifth grade with her long division tonight and I couldn't. Do you know Do what I said? Do you know what I said to my kid tonight? I said, honey, I don't care what your teacher says. You're never going to use this bullshit. Fucking forget <laughs> about it. it. And here's a piece of pizza. Let's go watch some TV. <laughs> That's what I said to my fucking daughter when she presented me with a daddy. I'm so angry. She was crying over oh. her long division. Yeah. I said, baby, we have calculators for a reason. We can divide God this pizza created, up into equal shares. There's needed. a reason That's why God, God created God calculators. Yeah, he sure did. He did a damn fine job, too, because I have one on my phone. I have one on my watch. I respect you so much more now that your daughter actually came to you with a straight face. Because my kids, they come in, they're like, <laughs> they say, uh, hey, Dad, can you help us with uh, this math problem? And then I look at them for a minute, and they go, ha, just fucking kidding. You can't. You can't. We know you can't. Uh, we're going to Google it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's why they made the Google machine. So I found, out, I found out recently that my oldest daughter uh, believes that any words that are written are hers if she wants to make the point in a paper that she has to write for school. Mm -hmm. And she just kind of doesn't know what a bibliography is or how to cite any sources. So right. I got a plagiarism situation on my hands. You got a little Joe Biden going on yeah, here? Yeah, I, I, uh, I read her last paper. Joe. The other day I read her last paper. I was like, there's no fucking way in hell you wrote this. You say, um, every other word. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you did not write this fucking paper. Who wrote this? I resourced it, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah I resourced it, exactly. Read my resume, motherfucker. I'm qualified. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Dad, how dare she played the card? She played the victim card. What's that? Did she do the how dare you? Oh, she's like, I can't believe you would think I didn't write this. <sighs> Brah. Yeah. Brah. <sighs> yeah, there was a lot of bra and broing. Mm -hmm. oh, There's some broing. And and I, was some like, of those baby, I was like, baby, you're good at a lot of things. Writing ain't one. Mm -hmm. Let's you you can do I love that bit that Louis C.K. does. You can do six things. You know. Six things. Normally, parents would tell their children, the world is your oyster. You could be a veterinarian or a fireman. You could be this. You could An be that. Astronaut. No, I, I told this one. You could be these. You got five, maybe six. Here, this is it. Here this they is are. real house. Here they are. They're blue collar, baby. Right, right. And you're going to fucking crush it. Fucking writing novels ain't one of them. No. Uh-uh. Not this one. And she denied, and she will deny to this day, that she, you know, that she didn't take those words off that paper. But every once in a while, I remember a sentence or two, and I Google it, and it pops up. There's that fucking paper. <laughs> but I haven't told her. So I can't she's famous. Her. She's yeah. on Google. I just want to see how far she's going to go, yeah. man. Maybe she plays it to the bone. Yeah. She's like Jay Shetty, you know? Like, like that guy is the most plagiaristic motherfucker <laughs> on the planet. If you follow Jay Shetty on Instagram or Facebook, 
please stop. If you don't stop and you attempt even for a brief moment to defend him, you are wearing clown shoes. Take them off. Get out of your tiny car and move on with your life. You're a dork. Do you notice how he naturally just brought us back around? What do we like to finish with? Family talk. Kids. Kids. Dad. Things about the kids. Being a dad. Mm. He naturally brought it right back to that. Six things you're good at. I like that. Hey, focus on Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. I've been trying to figure out how to motivate a 14-year-old boy to uh, not get Fs. Mm. Turns out he doesn't think school is important. I did drop, though, the son. What's happening? Ooh. Oh, you did that. I did. I did. Son, I'm disappointed. Mm. I threw out the disappointed. Drop the bead. I tried. I tried to tell him. Look, man. When you tell me that you're doing good, and then I actually look to see what you're doing, and I discover that you're not, that damages your credibility. When you want to go to the village with your buddies, your credibility is at stake, bud. The answer is no. It's the answer is no. And we I might have shifted. Listen. Ooh. With family. Hit me. Yeah. I yeah. like it. Son. <laughs> I'm going to have to deny your requests. <laughs> Come to it's me. My, on. It's my daughter's Tuesday. <laughs> it's all of our Tuesday. It's your Tuesday, too. No, but really, I, I feel like it starts with the phone. Mm-hmm. How, how, how have things progressed with you and dictating his phone usage phone and xbox those are my leverage points right and how is that going those are my leverage points well the xbox controller is currently in my truck okay the phone i'm letting him have for now but he's also at mom's house how long does he spend at mom's house versus your place it's a week on week off yep we i've got that same program mom's on board though she's she's good and that's great that is so huge you can literally choke a teenager out with this phone oh yeah you just grab their phone from you can choke them out They'll I, die. I they will you die. They'll them. go to sleep. I haven't gone there. So the, the first semester ends like this week. So I've given him enough rope. He's tied enough knots. He's he's in a world of hurt. Does he understand that he'll lose his phone the day the report card comes out? So we, we have. We Is have, it even a report we've card shifted, anymore? Yeah, kind of. It's all online. We've shifted it to the Xbox economy. So everything's Xbox. So I'm in phase one. Phase two is Xbox plus phone. But I'm waiting until I'm pacing. I'm waiting until semester two. I'm hoping, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that I'm going to let him screw up first semester real good with the hope that when he gets a reboot second semester, he keeps it afloat. Mm. If he doesn't, I'm playing the long game. It's if corrective. He, it's corrective because I've always tell people, I'm like, hey, you fuck up. It's an opportunity to impress I want me, him right? to learn. Like, I want him to learn. You make, fuck, off. Yeah, you, you, make, you make a fucking mistake. Here's your chance to fucking handle it better. Right. And here's the thing. Bad times don't last forever, so put an end game on it. When you tell your kid you're grounded until I tell you not to, or be, or, or, or like you take something away indefinitely, you don't ever give them a moment to look forward to, right. to improve their behavior mm-hmm. up to this point. Dude, how, how would that feel? Like if you, walked in, if you walked into yeah. a job uh, or in, into your job and you wanted a, a raise and, and you presented yourself as best you could and they said, we'll talk about it in the future. Not I've, we'll I've revisit it in 30 days. Oh, how did you feel? Did I your felt, penis shrink let me, immediately? Immediately. It's still up inside my abdomen. We can tell. I know. But... <laughs> That's what it is. Some things you can't control. At least you grow a great beard. (laughs) Works for him. That's got to work for something. It offsets. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway, so how did you feel about that? It sucked. 
Because the way they did it, we're going to take 10%. This is when, when the economy took a big... Mm-hmm. Right? Ew. You're like, yeah, was God, pretty, that was really wet. It was yeah, juicy. Was so they took a 10% cut. They took a 10% cut in pay. Everybody across the board. And then they said, hey, we'll give it back when everything's turned back around. Fuck you. There's still people working there that have not received that 10%. And back. you don't work there anymore. Negative. How writer. long after that statement was made did you stay? I was there... Another five years, though. But but let me. Well, no, let me tell Slow you. Slow learner. I was the guy that walked into his office and How said, "How many dumps did they take on your chest?" No, I'm. You I'm the one that walks in and says, "Hey, what's the plan?" I'm the greasy we the the squeaky the wheel. squeaky wheel that needs the grease. Yeah. What's the plan? So I did get the ten percent back. Good for you. The only reason I did is because I walked in multiple times and advocated and said, "Hey." What's the plan with this? See, we you, just got done saying in this big meeting that we just killed it. My paycheck does not reflect yeah. getting back to where it needs to be. Oh, yeah, we need to get that figured out. They were keeping their costs low. Oh, 100%. And you reminded them. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't advocate, they're, they're going to take what, what you will allow them to take. And like Trevor said, you improve things for other people. 100%. You, you were not the last person or the only person to get that bump again. And it was because of you that they did. Because they, why would they add? Why would they? Why would they add costs to their balance sheet? No. Or to their- All right, I'm going to shift this back around. So you've been in a fight. Yeah, it's been uh, October. So I'm going to shift this back to your mentoring and your kids, as you're teaching life lessons, as you are encouraging the future, right, in your kids, as you're talking to other people in business. It's worth the fight. What's your advice? What's your big picture? What's your macro, micro? Like, okay. So micro. Uh, I brought my 11-year-old with me the day that I had to present. I had 45 minutes. 25 of that was going to be for my lawyer addressing the legal concerns. And the other 20 was going to be for myself and the other bike bar owner to plead our case to the city council and the mayor. I brought my daughter with me. I said, baby, you're going to learn what it means to fight for what you have built. And she said, well, what do you mean, dad? And I said, somebody's trying to take us away. She's like, people can't take away your business. I said, no, honey, the people that we pay taxes to can take away our business. And she said, well, that doesn't make sense. You're paying them. (laughs) Ding, ding. (laughs) From the mouths of babes. I was like, God damn, you're smart. (laughs) But also, sweetheart, we enjoy things like our policemen and our firemen and our roads and as shitty as your school is, it's there. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we pay for all of that. All of those things come from business and property taxes. And so I would say, get your kids involved in the things that you don't feel you have time to explain. Don't underestimate their ability to learn by watching. And so when she sat there next to me, masked up, and we were the only two people who had chairs next to each other. I drug one across, like loudly and rudely yeah, across sure. the, you know, the, the council floor. Like men in black style? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right on. Just and like it, that. Yep. And I broke my pencil and it was an oval shape. Yes. No, but I, I drug a chair over to her and then I stood there for a minute and I kind of looked around. I'm like, is anybody going to say anything to me about the fact that I'm bringing a chair over here with yeah, my, on, you know, my kids? I'm just like, I'm just ready. Yeah. And so... Um, we presented and of course 
long before I got the opportunity to talk to Mary was long gone. So she only watched the video, but my daughter got to see me speak in front of the people who are elevated in front of you, which is of course a power move. Yeah, right? totally. They sit above you, yeah. right? You're standing there and they're at eye level or above and you have a tiny little shitty podium and they have this giant, why? I mean, everything is psychological That's to me. So like much, I just yeah. pick it apart. So if I had lunch with one of them, the great and powerful. Oz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if I was having lunch with one or three of them, we, they wouldn't be sitting above me and I wouldn't be below them. You know, point is, is micro take five minutes and explain what you're doing to your kids. It may just pique their interest. They mm -hmm. may just be the person who, who is the swing vote eventually in the Senate or in Congress or wherever that makes a difference for so many people mm. on the macro, do your fucking research, do your fucking research. I didn't do the research to know that I didn't have to have a permit with the CDH, the County district health is what they call it here. in Idaho. and I did research on what other areas may be open to having me operate my bike bar with beer on board. Guess what? Nampa, Caldwell, mm -hmm. Twin Falls. Mm -hmm. Twin Falls has a bike bar right now. Twin Falls is booming. It's a single bike bar, and they're doing their best, but they haven't taken their licks yet, and it's evident. And good for them for having an entrepreneurial spirit. I always say competition, com excuse me, competition. Competition makes you better, right? Like you bet. If you're afraid of competition, don't be a pussy. You like learn from them. Yeah. Where are your weaknesses? What that really says to me is you're afraid of looking at your weaknesses or trying to find your weaknesses. Where are the holes in your game? So on the macro level, I would say look at other opportunities and ways that you are not capitalizing on your brand. My brand is statewide. People come all from Coeur d'Alene. People come from Eastern Idaho to ride my bike bar specifically. We know that people come from Salt Lake. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Like, well, I, I didn't ever think that that was possible. Mm -hmm. And if I opened up a pedals and pints in Salt Lake, it's just duplicating the process. There's far fewer speed bumps. I've already made the mistakes. It's easier. Yeah. And now you can charge a premium for the time and effort that you've paid to build a brand. So, mm -hmm. so Preach. look at the, look at the long game, right? Like, how can I change? How can I adapt? I only had one big bike. Now I have a six person bike. Now I have a four-person bike. So now I can capture families who want to go on the green belt and have no interest whatsoever in bar hopping. Well, here's a four-hour, $99 value. It's a four-person bike. You can take it. You have enough time to go to the river, go to the Capitol, and eat lunch, and then bring it back. And you can do it with your kids, right. you know, like, and then the six person is perfect for like a small contingent when you don't have 15 people who can all make it right. Jump on my six person bike. Even if there's four of you, it's easy to pedal. You have a driver. You can still bring your beverages. You're faster. You're more mobile. I can take that anywhere. I can do anything. We, we can do corporate little meetings and lunches and stuff. Dude, you know, we can catch so much air awesome. on that 900 pound bike. We should bike. get that. We should do that. It's a nine. We should record a podcast from one, dude. You know what I'd like to do? We, I mean, if we can't catch air pedaling, let's drag it behind your big ass truck and oh, hit a speed bump, and we'll, yeah. we'll get just something. We'll just get something while we're doing a podcast on it. I'm game. I like this idea. So I say, look at other ways that you can position your business to capitalize on things. And for instance, for me, like I'm looking at tuk tucks right now. Do you know what tuk tucks are? Nope. Tiny little 
motorcycles with a dome on the front. You see oh, them in yeah. Thailand, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuk Tuks. What's that? For doing? <laughs> Not for our dog, no. But he, I mean, he could be the face of the company for sure. <laughs> but there's your branding right there. Now think about it. If you're gonna go from, let's say, if you're gonna go from like Jefferson and Fifteenth, mm-hmm. and you gotta go to Sixth because you want a chip cookie. It's annoying to wait for an Uber. Those are so good. But a fucking tuk-tuk can get there in four minutes. Yeah. And you just hop in. There's no doors. You're in and out. Little heater. Five bucks. Cost, takes you five minutes as a tuk-tuk driver. So you're probably going to get ten bucks. Five bucks for the trip. Five bucks for the tip. Trip and tip. I like that. Mm, I like it. And then you're off to the next one. And you build a little app for it. And it's just like uber but it's in a very specific concentrated area right we're in a two mile area where everybody is dude ubers can't get around like that and tuk-tuks don't have to abide by vehicle traffic laws right it's a fucking scooter but you can hold four people it's too bad the downtown boise is gonna be vacant sound like I remember one time when downtown Boise was thriving. <laughs> it was the gold rush of 1859. Now it's just crickets. <laughs> well, I think we uh, I think we covered a lot more than I expected to cover on this one. So this actually is like a bonus episode. So this we went a long, but we're, this might it's be. good. When it's good, it's good. When it's we're good, new, it's good. New record. New world record. Yeah. We're an hour and 36 right now. Congratulations, Mr. Mike Thomas. You are now the world record holder on the Wreak Havoc podcast for the longest podcast. Congratulations. I'd I'd like to say thank you very much. Very good to break a record. Do you have a Instagram that you would like to shout out on here? Yeah, I'm uh, Mike JTZ, T-E-E-Z-Y, Mike JTZ at Instagram and uh, Michael J. Thomas Real Estate. How about the pedals and this pedal and pints got Let's one? Let's talk about pedals and pints for a second. That's just pedals dash pints. P-E-D-A-L-S dash P-I-N-T-S. Done. And we are the Havoc Par- at Havoc Partners. Hit us up. If you got ideas, we want to hear them. Let us know. We still got time. Oh, really? We're still going? We're in five seconds, man. And then uh, you can go to the... No, last. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try. Try something cool. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Night night. <laughs>